Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Blair Bathory, and this is the Something Scary Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Whether this is your first time or you're one of the brave souls who join us every week. Do you want to be a part of Something Scary? We have so many ways for you to join us. The easiest way is to join our Patreon. For just $4.99 a month, you'll get access to our members-only Discord and a chance to talk to others who love scary things as much as you do. Second, treat yourself to a something scary cap to keep the sun away this summer, or maybe a cozy hoodie for when the night turns chilly. Go to somethingscary.com and check out our merch. Most people go through the motions of a normal life, going to camp, school, or work, then seeing friends and family at night or on the weekends. But some of us feel like we're on the outside looking in, never quite feeling normal or like we belong. There are some of us that belong to the world of the paranormal, seeing and feeling things that most people can't. Sometimes that can be terrifying, but other times, finding a haunted haven, that place where the spirits and monsters reside, can be quite comforting. First, a window to horrors, followed by unfinished business, then a wicked warning. Finally, in our featured story, Dying to be Famous. So, want to hear something scary? A Haunted Haven. Sometimes you take the risk and go on an adventure that will change up your mundane daily routine. But sometimes you get out into the unknown and you pray you could go back to those simpler times. Like in this story, inspired by Drew Baker. The derelict old pump house stood menacingly up the rocky cliffside ridge of the riverbank. Although the old dam it had once serviced had been dismantled, a new dam had been built a mile downstream. The old pump house remained leering out from the edge of the forested bluff. 
Most people avoided the abandoned building as they often felt uneasy in its presence. Many reported a feeling of being watched, though they believed it to be the rats or occasional homeless person who sought shelter in the pump house on rainy days. Still, people kept their distance because somewhere deep in their subconscious, they felt the building itself was alive, watching them. Teenagers often tried breaking into the pump house to have a little fun and fool around, but none possessed the bravery or foolishness to cross the building's threshold. Although tubers and swimmers continued to use the river downstream, they kept their distance and averted their gaze. It was a blistering summer day when Wyatt and his friends rode their bikes to the river to go swimming. They spent most days at Henry's house because he had air conditioning but they wanted to find another way to cool off. Wyatt had suggested going to the library since it had AC, but the others just laughed at the idea. When they made it to the river, they stripped to their drawers and drove headfirst into the refreshing current. After a while, Shauna retrieved a football from the bike basket and tossed it to Henry. He motioned to Shauna to swim out a distance to see how far he could throw the ball. She swam upriver, and Henry threw the football as hard as he could. It flew clear over Shauna's head and landed in the woods up the shore. She went after the ball and disappeared into the thick underbrush. After a few moments of stillness, everyone got silent. Where was she? Then, the football flew out from the woods and hit Henry directly on the forehead. Look over here! Shauna yelled as she burst through the woods on a rope swing and backflipped into the water. The boys raced up from the river. Henry made it to the swing first. He tried to do a flip but landed flat on his back instead. Wyatt took his turn on the rope. He pulled back, then launched himself forward and careened into the air. At the peak of his flight, Wyatt noticed the pump house up the river. He gasped at the sight of the thing and sucked water as he landed in the river. He came up coughing and sputtering, excited to have spotted an old, seemingly abandoned building up the river. The friends made their trek upriver to investigate. They swam most of the way, but got out and walked along the shore when the current became too strong. When the shore became steep and loose, they swam again. Eventually, they came upon the remains of the old dam. It had eroded to nothing more than a few platforms of flat concrete under the water's surface. The kids hopped along the platforms towards shore. Henry slipped on a mat of algae, but they were all too nervous to laugh. Finally, they found an old staircase carved into the granite bluff and followed it up. The pump house greeted the kids at the top, but they did not feel welcomed. Wyatt said they should just head back. They'd left their clothes and bikes all alone. No way, Shauna argued. She balled her fist bravely and stomped towards the pump house. She crossed halfway to the building and turned to look at Henry and Wyatt. They had not moved an inch. Well, are you gonna come or what? She asked, but they just stared back. As Shauna approached the pump house, her bravado faded and was replaced with apprehension. Her fist had filled with sweat and she wiped them off her tank. Okay, you showed us, Henry said. You're braver than us. (laughs) Let's go back to the rope swing. Yeah, let's go. That's probably rats in there with all sorts of germs and stuff, said Wyatt. Shauna ignored the boys and continued. Maybe just look in the window and then we can leave, Henry suggested. 
that was good enough for her. She came up to the side of the building, wiped a century of dust and grime off a window and looked inside. Inside, lush green vines grew along old water pipes and young tree saplings burst from cracks in the brick floor. In the far corner, a blob of matte white, disparate from the brown and gray of ancient metal, reflected the sunlight coming through the broken ceiling. Shauna cupped her hands around her eyes and leaned into the window for a better look. The corner was piled high with an assortment of small animal bones. Obviously, some kind of animal lived in the building. Maybe a stray dog or something, she thought. Wyatt called for them to leave, but something moving inside held her attention. Suddenly, the air felt colder. Shauna began breathing fast and heavy. Her breath spewed out into the cold air like a locomotive. She heard a sickening crunch of sticks or bones. She looked back and forth, and although she didn't want to see what animal lived inside, she couldn't seem to look away. It growled low and quiet, like an underground water pump spinning to life. Then the thing revealed itself, pushing through the vines and brush. It was a dog-like in shape and had no eyes or nose or fur. It turned towards Shauna and opened its jaw, revealing two rows of mangled black teeth. She jumped back in horror, her head clunking hard against the glass. She looked back and saw inexplicably. She was now on the other side of the window, inside the ramshackled room with the beast. Shauna screamed, but there was no one to hear her. Outside, her friends were already gone, as if they'd never been there at all. Have you ever been peer pressured to do something you were afraid to? Were you happy you faced your fears? Or was it even more terrifying than you could have imagined? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Sometimes the thing you're most fearful of is actually the thing that needs your protection the most like in this story inspired by Justina. The Vasquez family had recently moved to a small town. Their home was an old two-story house known as the Whistling Hill, a place shrouded in dark secrets and haunting legends. Despite the pleasant area and friendly neighbors, the house still carried a haunting vibe, the kind of house you'd see in a picture for Halloween. But the family loved the area, so they thought their home was perfect. One summer week, when Mr. Vasquez was dropping off the youngest daughter at camp, the older child, Justina, decided to visit their grandfather's house, leaving their mother, Liz, alone at Whistling Hill. The house creaked with age, and the shadows seemed to dance in the corners, 
as if they had a life of their own. As night came, Liz had dinner and went to bed. However, at the stroke of midnight, she was startled awake by a loud knocking at the front door. Her heart raced, but she hesitated to investigate. She told herself it was nothing more than the wind or a curious animal, but her unease grew when she heard the door open and slam shut. Too scared to look, she called Justina panicking, asking if she had come home. But Justina sleepily confirmed via a FaceTime call that she was still at her grandfather's house. Taking some deep breaths, Liz went downstairs with a baseball bat not knowing what she would find, but happy to discover nothing more than the empty house. Though she tried to dismiss it as her imagination, things grew stranger the next day. Whistling echoed through the halls, followed by mysterious knocking. That night, the sound seemed to draw closer to her room, and eventually, she saw the face outside her window. It was pitch black, contorted and menacing. Her heart pounded as she tried to rationalize the sight, but fear paralyzed her. She stayed put, but slept fitfully. The next morning, she immediately went over to see if her neighbor Joe was home. They had only ever seen him a few times since they moved in and always in the garden. He was there again and she asked if he heard or saw anything last night. She was half expecting him to laugh it off or dismiss her fears. However, to her surprise, Joe's face grew serious as he listened. You're not the first to encounter these strange occurrences, Joe admitted, his voice tinged with concern. Whistling Hill has a dark history, and there are those who believe it's haunted by restless spirits. Liz was taken aback by Joe's revelation. He seemed a nice, ordinary neighbor, but now she wondered if he knew more about the house than he let on. With a heavy sense of unease, Liz began to make her way out of Joe's garden when her front door slammed shut. She cried out in surprise, but Joe begged her to just sit and listen. He used to live in Whistling Hill many years ago. It was his family's home. They experienced unexplainable occurrences, just like she was describing. As Joe shared his chilling story, he revealed that he had died tragically inside the house years ago, and his spirit had never fully left. He had become one of the restless spirits trapped within its walls. He confessed that he had tried to protect Liz's family from the haunting, but his powers were limited. Joe said solemnly, the house chose you, not the other way around. It sensed your compassion and love, qualities that could potentially set the trapped spirits free. Liz was beside herself with fear, and yet despite how incredible it seemed, she realized that she had been chosen to confront the spirits and help them find peace. And soon, before her family returned home, she spent the rest of the day researching the history of Whistling Hill with every piece of information she discovered, she felt a stronger connection to the house. That night, Liz performed a cleansing ritual in the hope of freeing the tormented souls. She lit sage, recited prayers, and offered kind words of encouragement. Suddenly, she felt a chilling breeze surround her, and the house seemed to tremble. As the clock struck midnight, the spirits manifested before her, a sorrowful parade of ethereal figures. Among them was Joe. They communicated through whispers and signs, sensing Liz was there to help. Liz listened attentively, offering understanding and compassion to each spirit, acknowledging their pain and suffering. 
the spirits began to fade, one by one, finding solace in her words. Finally, Joe's spirit stepped forward, thanking her for her kindness. With a bittersweet smile, he whispered, Thank you for setting me free. For setting all of us free. As the first rays of dawn lit up the horizon, the house fell silent and the haunting ceased. Liz knew that the spirits had finally found peace and moved on. With a heart full of gratitude, Liz looked out the window knowing that Joe was watching over them. The dark secrets and haunting legends that once shrouded Whistling Hill would remain a part of its history, but it would no longer be a place of fear and torment. Have you ever felt there was something lurking in your home? Spirits that had unfinished business? Did you have a true encounter with the entity? Tell us your story by sending us an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. Sometimes the universe tries to give you signs as a warning, but if you don't see those signs quick enough, it may lead to your demise. Like in this story inspired by Reddit and written by Janine Pipe. Bella ran into the school just as the bell rang. She breathed a sigh of relief as she slid into her seat and answered, yes, miss, as her teacher said her name in roll call. Another girl looked over at her, did a double take and then snickered. Bella didn't blame her. She couldn't remember if she'd brushed her hair, but even if she had, there'd been no time for makeup to hide her huge bags under her eyes or the breakout of pimples of her chin from lack of sleep. Somehow she made it through the day and as soon she was back in her room staring at her homework. Her eyelids kept drooping and before long her head was on the desk and she dozed off. Her sister Nika woke her a couple of hours later, a concerned look on her face. Have you not been sleeping again, Belle? Nika knew all about the episodes as they chose to call them. There didn't seem to be any sort of pattern with it. Nothing they could pinpoint as being the root cause. But every so often, and by Nika's count, they were well into double figures. Bella would be awoken at night by a woman's voice whispering, I don't think you should do that. Nothing seemed to be the catalyst for it and nothing ever happened after asides from Bella being too afraid to move or go back to sleep. It happened at random times during the night, different days of the week. The only pattern was the voice itself and the words. They never varied. It was always just that sentence and only once. I don't think you should do that. Nika could see how exhausted her younger sister looked and resolved to just try and put an end to it once and for all. She was leaving for college soon and wouldn't be able to crawl into bed with her sibling to try and protect her. She had no idea what could be causing the dreams or if they even were just dreams. Nika explained to Bella that she had found a lady online who was a paranormal investigator and wanted to come and see them. When Bella looked weary, Nika explained it was okay to be scared, but the lady, Saren, wanted to help them and nothing more. She would be able to determine once and for all if the voice was an extension of Bella's dream or something else. A few days later, the girls were sitting in the kitchen with Saren. A pot of steaming tea was on the table in front of them. Saren listened carefully and jotted stuff down in her notebook. She asked some questions about their family and the history of the house and then asked to see Bella's bedroom. 
she had an excellent poker face. As she gathered up her things, she asked Bella if she would mind setting up her laptop for the next few nights to record her sleeping and send her the footage. Nika agreed. The first two nights, nothing happened. They sent the footage anyway as requested. On the third night, Nika awoke to the familiar sound of whimpering from Bella's room. She tiptoed in and got into the bed. She held Bella until morning, although neither slept. Then they sent off the footage as before without viewing it first and somehow managed to get to class. That afternoon, Saren emailed Nika asking for an urgent meeting. An hour after school had finished, they were all sitting in the kitchen again, Bella's laptop open on the table with the footage of her sleeping, playing. Once it got to the bit just before Bella woke, they all heard the voice. I don't think you should do that. Nika's eyes widened in shock. She'd never actually heard the woman before, had hoped and prayed it was all a part of Bella's nightmares. There was no rational explanation at all for this. Tears ran down Bella's cheeks, partly from fear and also at the relief of knowing she wasn't imagining it. So, sniffled Bella, what do we do now? Weirdly, I actually feel better knowing I don't have to deal with this alone. But how do we get rid of the woman? Saren looked at the sisters solemnly. Oh no, my dear, she said. You misunderstand. The woman's voice you hear is not what you have to fear. She is looking out for you. Did you ever wonder about the words that she says? Nika's brows furrowed as Bella shook her head. Saren continued. If you are fast asleep and alone, why would a voice be saying not to do something? No, she isn't talking to you. She's telling the others to leave you alone. The ones who want to touch you. They're the ones we need to get rid of. Have you ever heard someone talking to you in the night? What would you do if they asked you a question? Would you feel like they were trying to protect you? In our final story, join my co-host Stephanie as she tells the tale of murders in the Birdcage Theater in Arizona, inspired by Stephanie and now animated on youtube.com snarled. One thing that has remained timeless throughout history is a human urge to seek fame. But every person must ask themselves where their own moral line is drawn. At what cost will you do what it takes to get what you want? And will you kill to get there? Janelle stood in the small bathroom of the Birdcage Theater in Arizona. Surrounded by the eerie whispers of the past, she fixed her lipstick in the mirror, excitement building inside her. Her 100,000 followers were eagerly waiting for her latest video, and she was about to take them on a thrilling journey through the haunted halls of history. As she looked into the mirror, something caught her eye. Bang. Startled, she emitted a piercing scream before quickly turning around. To her surprise, her boyfriend stood there playfully teasing and amused by her frightened response. You scared me, she shouted, playfully smacking his arm. But beneath the laughter, her heart was still racing from what might have been behind her. He told her to hurry with her video because the tour was about to start. Janelle in a hurry set up her phone, ready to record. Through her exploration of haunted houses and locations, she established an online presence, uncovering the secrets of ghosts and spirits. She shared their stories with her ever-growing following. 
her success led to thrilling supernatural encounters for her fans. In her video, she recounted the story of the Birdcage Theater and all its dark history. In 1882, the New York Times declared it was the most wicked night spot between Basin Street and Barbary Coast, resulting in 26 deaths and 140 bullet holes later. This iconic American venue was packed with restless spirits, haunting the saloon. Janelle was hoping to send something extraordinary during her visit that she could share with her followers. Once she finished her video, she joined the small tour group and proceeded through the saloon. Passing the old card table, she felt a rush of disturbed energy around her. The piano played a haunting melody on its own, evoking the thrill-seeker within her. Climbing the stairs, she suddenly felt lightheaded hearing the ghostly cries of the woman of the night. She looked cautiously at the others in the group, seeing if they too were picking up on the occurrences, but no one else seemed to have heard. Finally, the group arrived at a tattered old dressing room. Janelle clutched her chest, feeling an excruciating pain in her heart. She leaned against the wall, trying to catch her breath while the others looked on in concern. The tour guide paled. He explained the tragic tale of Margarita, a painted lady dancer an aspiring actress who was murdered in that very room. She was stabbed in the heart by a jealous rival with her stiletto heel. He looked around nervously, as if expecting a willing ghost to jump out at any moment. Despite the lingering pain, Janelle was thrilled. She was, of course, a little creeped out, but she couldn't wait to reveal her encounter with Margarita's spirit to her audience. She excused herself to go back to the bathroom to record in private. As she stood before the same mirror, she saw a ghostly figure behind her, much clearer than she'd ever encountered before. It was a woman with a painted face dressed like a dancer from the 1880s. It was Margarita. Feeling the pain in her chest, Janelle was uneasy, but she grasped her phone to record the surreal moment, capturing the spirit's reflection in the mirror. After the tour ended, Janelle's boyfriend noticed she wasn't with the other guests. He was concerned, so he went to check on her in the bathroom. To his surprise, he found Janelle mesmerized, talking to herself in the mirror. Are you okay? He asked with genuine worry. She turned slowly and looked him up and down. Who the hell are you? Janelle replied, her eyes with wide confusion. <laughs> he laughed it off, knowing her dark sense of humor, of course. Obviously, oblivious to the truth, he escorted her out of the theater, not realizing that he was leaving behind his real girlfriend and setting free a vengeful spirit. Janelle's spirit was now trapped, bound to the Birdcage Theater and surrounded by all other entities that resided there. Meanwhile, Margarita was flourishing as it possessed Janelle's body having been freed when Janelle captured the photo in the mirror. The dancer had her second chance at fame and fortune, although in a world she could not fully comprehend, Janelle's social media accounts were now filled with eerie posts and unsettling content. However, her fans loved the newfound mysterious aura, and her followers soared even higher. Margarita was not going to let anyone get in her way this time, and there was no telling who she might kill if they tried to stop her. This week's podcast stories were edited by Sarah Lukasiewicz, Janine Pipe, and Stephanie Strange. Narration by Blair Bathory and Stephanie Strange. Audio edited and mixed by Fitz Harris. Additional audio editing by Calvin Linderman. Art and graphics by Irma Richardson. Produced by Anna Villalavos. 
Executive produced by Gail Gilman. Music by Sapphire Sindalo and Calvin Linderman. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarl.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, join our Patreon at patreon.com snarled. Until next time, my spooky friends, sweet screams. <laughs>